Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers. Hello and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. We're excited to have you along for a new year. We find ourselves in 2021 and season two of this this podcast, episode 50. Uh, if you've been along for the ride uh, with us the whole time, we're thrilled that you've been listening. If you're new to the podcast, we're thrilled to have you as well. Um, as we said, I'm Brad Myers. You know my voice here on the podcast and as become our typical routine, I am joined again in this new year uh, by Tom. Tom Rempel, our preaching pastor. Tom, welcome back to the podcast, and welcome to 2021. Yeah, Happy New Year. This yeah. is great. I'm excited. I'm excited for, for where we're going with the podcast and all that. Before I get to that, though, um, let me ask you, are, are you a New Year's resolution guy? I don't think I've ever asked you that question before. You know, I'm not. The only resolution I make at New Year's is to get off the five pounds I gained over the holidays just as quickly as possible. Well, I think that's a so typical life one for normal. most people. Yeah. <laughs> most people I'm feel. A, I'm a forward-looking guy, not a backwards. So there you go. New Year comes, I'm just ready to take it. <laughs> there, there you go. I'm not. I've never <laughs> been much of a New Year's resolution guy either. I, I figure if it's if it's good enough to start, it's probably good enough to start in July if that's, that's right. what it takes. Um, but regardless, listeners, wherever you're at on that, uh, you know, the New Year brings all sorts of new seasons. We've got a new season of ministry that we're looking forward to here at the church. We've got a new focus for the podcast that I'm going to talk about here in a second. And Tom, you've got a new sermon series as we wrapped up Route 66 from last year, and we jumped into what your entire Simply Jesus, yeah. looking at the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that we have. Um, we're not going to take quite as much time on the podcast as we have typically listeners to review and go along with Route 66 as we did last year. But Tom, I just want to note a couple of things that really struck me personally uh, from your from your sermon on Mark, and and especially it was, it was what you mentioned right at the end as you wrapped up Mark. You said that cross bearing is a non escapable part of discipleship, yeah. and I I just that really really struck you me. You were reading from Mark 8, 34 through yep. 37, uh, where Jesus's words there talk about, unless you're, unless you're willing to take up your cross, uh, you can't be my disciples. And, yep. and I think that that really, really struck me, especially in light of the, you know, the illustration you used at the end, those immortal words penned by Jim Elliott mm-hmm. before later he would go um, and lose his life for the sake of the gospel, where he said, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I, I really like the tone that setting for this Simply Jesus series that you're yeah. doing. Um, and, I, and that really struck me uh, from your message on Sunday as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, I, I think that's probably, as you read the Gospels, that's probably the inescapable truth. Uh, we, we want to say that bearing our cross means, you know, living through difficult circumstances or, or living with an individual that's getting on our nerves or whatever. <laughs> there I mean, we go. A, so I tell you, hopefully by the time we're done with Simply Jesus, we'll understand what that actually means mm. to take up your cross and mm. follow. Very good. That high cost and call yeah. of discipleship and following Christ. Well, we're looking forward to more that. Listeners, hopefully you were tuning in on Tom's new sermon series, Simply Jesus. You can always catch up on those if you've missed them on our podcast or on our website. We'd encourage you to check those out if you missed any here at the start of the year. Um, but I, I, like I was saying earlier, I want to I shift focuses a little bit on the podcast. We're not going to follow along with the sermon series in quite the same way. Last year was a fun one. We looked at how to interpret the Bible. We followed along with Route 66 and looked at the 
the major characters of Scripture. Um, but I'm excited for this new year um, because we're going to be doing something just a little bit different. Um, this year, we're going to be discussing how Scripture and the gospel informs a whole bunch of different areas of our lives, and especially in February and March, we're going to be looking at some specific aspects of how we live and how those are informed by the gospel. And then later in the year, we're actually going to walk through some biblical themes, asking the same similar question to what we asked last year, and that's, what does the Bible say about yeah. any number of things? And we'll yeah. talk about what does the Bible say about Scripture itself, what does the Bible say about God, the church, any number of different subjects. Uh, listeners, don't be turned off. It's, it's kind of like an introductory, bite-sized version of systematic theology, um, but I encourage you, theology is not just for academics in ivory towers somewhere. We want to make it really practical. And uh, it should be the same format you've come to know and love, listeners, where Tom and I are going to be opening our Bibles, we're going to be looking at what Scripture says, and we'll be highlighting some of those coma context things and different subjects that we've talked about in the past as well. But in addition to the topics, I'm also excited to announce that you're you're going to hear not only from our regular visitor on the t- podcast, Tom, you're going to hear from some special guests that we'll have on the podcast, which I'll be announcing later, but you'll also get the chance to hear from all of the elders, the leadership here at the church, and a number of our staff um, that help lead where we're going as a church. I, I hope that will be an encouragement to you as, as you hear the hearts of those men and women uh, that make so many of the decisions here at the church as well. Uh, but before we get into all that, before we go into how the gospel is impacting different areas of our lives, I just wanted to take a few weeks, three weeks here right at the beginning, and talk a little bit about why we do what we do at all, Tom. Um, because we've got we've got some new people listening to the podcast, we've got some long-term listeners, um, but either way, and even if you don't attend Faith Bible Church, I'd encourage you to check this out as we'll be talking about kind of the mission and values of the church. And, and I do believe that the discussion will be an encouragement to you. So, so Tom, let's, let's try to jump in here. January 13th, I believe, today, as we yes, record, sir. starting 2021, which uh, the church has, been, church has been meeting for 27, going on 28, 28 years. years. Yeah, April 25th, uh, 1993. Yeah. First so official gathering. Around for a long time, but, yep. but the focus hasn't necessarily changed. No. Um, let's, let's try to give people an introduction into why we do what we do. Why, why does Faith Bible Church exist? What, what is our mission? Well, our understanding from the early days was that the church, as you as you connect, and you'll hear that this week, it's Luke, uh, but uh, as the church is Act Two or the sequel to the Gospels, in that it is the earthly ministry of Jesus, but through the expanded indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So uh, Faith Bible Church was birthed by a group of men encouraged by uh, Pastor Kurt Lehman, actually, at Lincoln Berean, to uh, plant a fellowship of believers who would hold out the light of the gospel to the city. So our church exists because there are lost people that need to hear the gospel, and God's plan is that they'll hear it through the church as Jesus continues to do his work in the power of the Spirit, indwelling the saints and scattering us. So Faith Bible Church exists because lost people exist in our community. Mm. So that great commission that everybody is yeah. familiar with, hopefully from Matthew 18, or Matthew 28, that is, uh, as far as what we're supposed to do, go therefore into all the nations yeah. and preach the gospel, make disciples, teach them to obey, that concept. Um, so how have we synthesized that in particular here at Faith Bible Church? What is our mission statement? Well, for uh, 28 years now, we have said our, our mission is to reach as many as are called to eternal life, bring all to maturity in Christ, and equip everyone to do ministry and many to lead. So that kind of that three-legged milk stool yep. uh, has yep. existed yep. from the beginning. 
uh, we, we believe that to reach as many as are called uh, stylistically and uh, practically uh, rather than do an be an attractional church. 28 years ago, we said, how, how will we bring the gospel to lost people? And we're thinking more in terms of the church scattered. So uh, a line that we've been uh, repeating over and over has been, just be Jesus in your square mile. Mm -hmm. So the church is not just what we are on Sunday and Wednesday on this location, but it's really God's people being all over the yep. community as lights in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, very good. And then obviously all of that's done to the glory of God yeah. um, as well in our mission statement. But but I want to dive in a little bit more to what you're talking about as far as the, the reaching component. Um, where, where do we get this concept of we're called to go and reach uh, from Scripture, and, and, and what does that mean? Well, you know, Jesus called the disciples to himself. He said, just follow me. And, and once he began to teach them, then, then, then he started out by sending them out to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And so he sends the 70, and then he narrows it to the 12. Yep. And then he spends about, really, about 18 intense months of training and, and promises them that, that when he comes in his kingdom, that they would sit upon thrones, they would, they would be his cabinet, they would have these great positions. Yeah. So they're kind of motivated by that. And then he, he's taken to the cross, he's buried in the grave. They meet him three days later as he comes alive again. Forty days later, he tells them, okay, now I'm about to leave. And they say, is this when you're going to set up the kingdom? Right. And he says, you know, I don't know the time or the date. Only the Father knows that. But between here and there, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll go and be my witnesses. So, yeah. you know, the, the, their, their preparation was to take the gospel out to the world. And then his last parting words to them is, I'll empower you by the Spirit to take the gospel out to the world. And then so you read the sequel of the earthly life of Jesus, and the whole book of Acts is the story of them going place to place around the world sharing the good news of the gospel. So that, that sets the pattern. Wherever they went and they proclaimed the gospel, uh, people would believe it, and then they would be assembled in what we call churches, small communities of faith for mutual encouragement and for gospel witness. So uh, the whole pattern of the gospels in preparation and in the application in the book of Acts, really, uh, is the plan. So, yeah, the Matthew 20, so how, how do we go about making disciples of all the nations? And it's by proclamation of truth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so taking that message to the nations, and then yeah. obviously uh, that 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 theme, that idea of reaching, come you know comes from Acts, like you're talking about yeah. Acts thirteen forty eight, where we read, and when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and as many were appointed to eternal life, believed. That's exactly the fruit yeah. of this commission yeah. that Christ has called us to. Okay, so what does that look like? And you've already talked about it just briefly, but expound on it a little bit more. What does that look like practically at Faith Bible Church? Well, Pastor Mike and I have been together for well over 25 years, and we, we always just use those two lines, the church gathered and the church scattered. So at Faith Bible Church, the church gathered is a time of encouragement, exaltation, it's a time of equipping, and then the church scattered is a time of evangelism. So uh, stylistically, especially uh, 28 years ago, the, the more popular approach for churches in evangelism was to do great events that would, would draw non-church people to your facility so that when they came, you would hear the gospel. Or even the world I grew up in, uh, my job as a Christian was simply to befriend people and bring them to church. 
and the paid professional, the talking head up front would lead them to Jesus. And we had a conviction that the scripture calls all of us to be light in darkness, to be salt. And, And so... As a church, when we gather on Sunday morning, we're only, uh, we're only, it's kind of like a boot camp. We're, we're only uh, encouraging one another and, and equipping one another because we know that when we leave the parking lot, we enter the mission field. Yeah. And so that was, a, that was a theological and philosophical discussion early on. And we said, we'll be that church that takes the gospel with us mm. when we go. Yeah, I always remember a line from my time in student leadership and navigators in college, and one of the leadership books that they were talking about was talking about this mission. And I like the way he put it because he said it: what we do all the time is we gossip the gospel. That's right. You know, That's it's right. stores and work That's and right. everywhere we That's are, right. we're gossiping the gospel. Yeah. And that line has always stuck with me. Okay, but we can't stop there, you know, because obviously yeah. Jesus' words in Matthew 28 said, reach them, but then teach them to yeah. obey all that I have commanded, which brings us into the, the mature aspect of the mission statement. What do we mean by mature and where do we get from that, that from in Scripture. Well, in, in the mature phrase comes to us from Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 28, when it says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ Jesus. And Paul says he toils for that purpose. So it is once someone has trusted Christ as their Savior, they have declared that I'm no longer going to trust in my own good works or my own resources for eternal life. I'm going to trust his finished work. Then we need to teach him what is it that Jesus taught? What what did he expect from people and how do we ground him? So the maturing really comes through the, the, the study of the scripture. So again, early just 28 years ago, the, the whole debate, what should we name the church? Mm. And we agreed that Bible would be our middle name for a reason because mm. it is the only guaranteed resource we have that will transform lives mm. when ministered in the power of the Spirit. So maturing the saints is, is to bring them into relationship with the Scriptures in a practical explanation. Um, Mike and I would always default to Acts 2, 42. They got 3,000 baby Christians on the first day of the church, the day of Pentecost, to so come into the Spirit and say, so what are we going to do with 3,000? Because the disciples were really trained under a 1 to 12 discipleship yeah, model. Yeah, and yeah. they've only got 12 of them, and they got 3,000 brand-new Christians. They said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching yeah. and to fellowship, which was the relationship building, yeah. and, and to, to Christ-focused worship, the breaking of bread, yeah. and to prayer. So really, it starts with just devotion to the apostles' teaching. So yeah. maturing means immersing them in the Scriptures, to understand what does it mean and how do I apply it to how I walk. Yeah, very, very good. I can't, I can't help but think of, we talked about it last year on the podcast, the, the words in 2 Timothy that probably our listeners are familiar with, 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, yeah. for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Yeah. Exactly that idea. Listeners, next week we're going to talk a little bit about one of the values of Faith Bible Church, living by the book, and what does that mean? So we want to go into that a little yeah. bit more here in the future, um, but we got to keep moving on this. So we want to raise people up, teach them to obey, help them to be mature. You, you're a fan of saying it from the pulpit that that works don't save, but saving faith results in works. Yeah, I mean, right. we, we live out that faith that's once right. we're saved, undeniably. Okay, but thirdly, there's another aspect to this. We You talked about equipping. We've got equip is the third step, if you will, of our mission statement. What do we mean by equip, and where do we get this from Scripture? Well, we get it from Ephesians chapter 4 uh, in verse 11, and he says that we gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers— 
to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, till we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So the, the equipping, the interesting thing, the word equipping is the word for mending the nets. Mm. And so uh, through the ministry of the word and the relationships with mature people in lives, to mend a net means first to repair. Mm. And uh, so to, to take what is damaged, broken, and you know, our sinful past has, has brought us in as damaged goods. So the ministry of the word continues to heal, restore, but it also means not only to repair, but prepare. Yeah. So it's identifying how am I uniquely, First Corinthians 12, one of our values we'll talk about later is unleashing the gifts of the spirit. And it, at the moment you trust Christ, the spirit of God comes, moves in, and he equips you with a special gathering or collection of enablements hmm. to fit into his body in a way that you help others come to maturity. So equipping is really helping you identify how has God wired me spiritually to serve within this thing we call the family or the body, and then how do I do that well? So just simply having the spiritual gift is not sufficient. Learning to use it well and and connect it well with the rest of what God's doing in the body. So we put those those three things together, having reached the lost, we immerse them in the Word and relationships so they grow and mature in Christ, and then we help them figure out how. To, why did He save you? He, yeah. he saved you for a purpose, a good deeds determined beforehand mm. that you should walk in this. So the equipping is that but where, are you, where are you broken and where do you need to be repaired, but then where are you gifted and need to be prepared? So we do those three things together. Yeah, that imagery of the net is appropriate. You don't yeah. repair nets to have them hang on the shelf. Yeah. You repair yeah. nets to catch fish, yeah. which seems like the appropriate metaphor considering Christ called his disciples to be fishers of men. Undeniably, uh, practically, what does this look like briefly in our ministry? Well, for us, uh, certainly there's, there's the corporate gatherings for the hearing of the word. Uh, but it's also, uh, again, equipped saints are connected one to another. So, mm. you know, for uh, at least 26 of our 28 years, we've had small group ministries. Yeah. They've, they've gone under another uh, a, a series of names and all. <laughs> sure. But it's the recognition that it, we don't—our desire is not to create enough programs mm. as an organization so that everybody has some role to play in using their gifts, but more it's a sense of know people in the mm. world where they live and say, we don't have a little closet at our entry where when you come, you take your spiritual gift vest out, put it on, do your thing, <laughs> right. and then you leave and you hang your spiritual gifts up and go. But but God wired you to use the enabling of the Spirit as you go out. So yeah. it's very relational. It's small group oriented. It, it's one-on-one encouragement. It's neighborhood uh, brothers and yeah. sisters that say, wow, what could we do for Jesus in our square mile? So yeah. it's that kind of relationship vision. Amen. Amen. I, it's, it's easy for me to get excited about that. I'll try not to get on my soapbox as the adult <laughs> ministries pastor about small groups and the impact yeah. of those ministries. If you're yeah. interested in more information on that, please shoot me an email. I'm bradm at fbclnk.org. Or you can check out our website and fill out an online connections card. Uh, either way would be a great way to get you engaged in small group ministry and that body-to-body, one-another sort of impact of that ministry. But, Tom, we've got one last aspect. We can't yes, stop. Like It would be a totally incomplete mission 
statement if we stop short of <laughs> glorifying God, because the last idea is glorify. What do we mean by glorify, and where do we get that from in Scripture? Well, we get it from Ephesians chapter 3, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, obviously speaking of the Holy Spirit, mm. to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, for and ever, every man. So that the, the whole point of glorifying is that, that we can't make him more than what he is, but but we can exalt or magnify so that he is more fully understood mm. for all mm. that he is. So when when somebody is is lost in their sin, when they're spiritually dead, when they're spiritually blind, and God in his grace raises them from spiritual death to spiritual life, his name becomes more famous. Yeah. And when people see that person that they thought they knew before, and six months, a year later, they meet him, well, you're not the person you used to be. Yeah. As they begin to mature in Christ, people go, I know you can't do that. What's How did that happen? Well, God did that. Yeah. God is made more famous. And then when people see us working, laboring together for a cause, a given mission, they say, what, what is the source of the unity and the harmony and, yeah. and, and the oneness that you have? And they say, well, we do this for, for the sake of Jesus. And again, his name is made mm. more famous. So that, that's, you know, back to the Acts 13, he said, well, the Jews have considered themselves not worthy of the gospel, so we're going mm. to the Gentiles. And they rejoiced in yeah. the fact that, that God was glorified through reaching unsavable sinners. Mm. So to make God more famous, he's not making him more of what he is, just make him more evident to more what he is. Yeah. It's, a, it's that cl- classic metaphor that people talk about, you know, it's we don't want people to see us and praise us. We want to be like yeah. mirrors reflecting God's glory. Yeah. And the more we're conformed to his image, the more we're matured and equipped and prepared for ministry, the better we reflect the yeah. image of God's glory, which never changes and is perfect. Absolutely. Okay. This one's a little bit trickier. Practically, what does this mean for our ministry? How does this impact with the day-to-day decisions and, and things that we see in the church? Well, the, the scariest part about a church after the first five to seven years uh, is is that it finds a rhythm or a routine. It, it gets organized. It gets structured. And there's a temptation to think we, we, we can do what we're called to do in our own abilities, our mm-hmm. own strength, our own wisdom and judgment. So if God's going to receive the glory, it requires a radical dependence on the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the scariest thing for Faith Bible Church is that we might end up being the Ephesians, or I mean the Revelation 2 church at Ephesus, where after 30 years they've got their theology organized, false teachers are not endured, their programs are running smoothly, uh, their their bank accounts are full, and... And Jesus would say to them, but you have forsaken your first love. So uh, the secret to the whole thing is maintaining a fresh, hot love for Jesus, that, that, that we realize that, that, that we could impress people by what we could do as an organization, but we could only impact people when the Spirit of God mm. is doing the work. And uh, my, my, Linda challenges me all the time on that. Are you guys... Depending on the Spirit of God to do the work of the Spirit of God. And apart from that, uh, we're just another great club on 84th Street. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. 
uh, listeners, I, I would encourage you, you know, do, do be praying for us as leaders and the church in general. And that theme, you know, COVID has been an interesting season to yes. try and look at ministry and look at what we yeah. do and some of those things. And, and uh, we would appreciate the prayerful encouragement uh, as we try and assess this going forward, as we try and make sure that our ministry is focused on glorifying God and, and working through the power of his spirit. Uh, well, listeners, uh, hopefully uh, this has been an encouraging discussion for you. Probably some of you have already heard the mission statement mm-hmm. of the church before, but hopefully the dialogue has helped you uh, come back to why we do what we do a little bit more, help us focus on what motivates our ministry. If we lose sight of that why, it's really easy to get off target. And so we want to keep coming back to the mission statement, what Christ has called us as Faith Bible Church to be and to do in the city of Lincoln. Um, so I'd encourage you to check that out. Um, if, if you're interested in more information, by all means, catch one of us in the hall. We'd love to answer more questions. Or you can always shoot those our direction, Tom R at fbclnk.org or Brad M at fbclnk.org. Uh, any final thoughts on this subject, on the mission statement, Tom, that you'd encourage our listeners with? Well, I, yeah, I would. there was a season when this was probably our... our written as our mission statement, although the original three hadn't. But I think it's really the equipping God's people through God's word to do God's work in God's world. I think if you wrap it all up, we are we are Bible-centered, Christ-exalting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. his glory, not for our own. We're dependent on his work. And I, I would say the most encouraging part is we've only just begun, mm-hmm. uh, that, that God seems to be indicating that the first 28 years are only the beginning of what he wants to for his own glory, yeah. for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Um, so I just, uh, we, we're grateful for everybody that's plugged in, serving, laboring together. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're really excited about the year ahead. Uh, we were stressed and challenged last year. We made <laughs> major adjustments. And, yeah. and uh, interesting, just, just add a note, a year ago at this time, Pastor Mike and I were talking about what would it look like for faith to be the church outside the walls, not knowing that by the end of March <laughs> we would be there. driven out there. So, yeah, we're, we're excited for the adjustments that we've made and where we're headed. Very good. Very good. Well, listeners, again, we'll, we'll explore this a little bit more as our, our doctrinal statement as a church and as our mission statement fleshes itself out in the 10 core values that we have as a church as well. So t- stay tuned for the next couple of weeks as we'll be looking a little bit more at that. And also, Tom, you're moving into your next subject for this week. Uh, again, we don't want to take too much time. We won't be walking along exactly, uh, but you'll be looking at Luke's gospel. Yeah. We're excited for that. I find that Luke's gospel is one of those that not as many people have studied. For whatever reason, yeah. John and Matthew seem to be the one people go to, and Luke <laughs> and Mark get forgotten about. So I'm excited for that. Listeners, if you are interested in doing the reading plan that goes along, that walks you through all the Gospels together in preparation for Easter, we'd encourage you to check out our website, faithbiblelincoln.org. Under the Resources tab, you can click on Simply Jesus, and that reading plan is there. We'd encourage you to be reading through those if you're interested in following along with Tom's sermon series. And thanks again for joining us, for joining us for this 50th episode, start of 2021, the Next year, uh, we're so excited for what this next year holds for the topics and the guests we're going to be having on the podcast. And we're thankful to you as listeners for staying tuned. Uh, we do hope this has been a helpful discussion to you. We'd encourage you to share it or comment or rate the po- podcast if you find it. Make it available to other people if it's an encouragement to you. And just know that as leaders, as we head into another year, uh, we will be praying for you and praying for your study of the word, for your growth in conformity to the image of Christ. And we hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.